Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Hey everybody, this is Leek here with another episode of Mental Health Check-In. Um, I have a guest, um, this is my brother. You know, you want to introduce, go introduce yourself to the people out here. What's going on guys? I am Daquan White. I am a current resident of Detroit, Michigan. Future resident, I mean, well, yeah, future resident of Chicago, Illinois soon, which I'll be relocating. Um, I am the one of the co-authors, uh, one of the co-contributors to Echoes, which is our book is the story of male survivors overcoming sexual trauma. Um, also um, one of the um, administrator or the lead administrator um, for our community for survivors, uh, helping them during their healing journey, which is called the Survivor Circle which I'm so excited about. So I'm excited to be on here, man. Um, trying not to ramble too much. <laughs> it's okay, it's together, okay. you know, um, and this is a late night for me. So I'm usually um, up and going, but I'm a little sleepy. So bear with me, y'all. <laughs> well, thank, thank you for coming on. Um, of course, Juan man. Is, is my brother, guys. Um, I met him a couple months ago. Because of Nolan, um, he um, <laughs> Nolan invited me to the Nolan's doing. Yes, he's dope. He invited me to the Survivor Circle group, and I just like seen for the first time in my life so many men just talk about sexual abuse and everything. You know, this whole time that I was alone, and, you know, Juan, you know, I'm mean, some names Mario, um, <sighs> some other names, uh, Robert, Ronald. The people that I talk to that just like reached out, you know, they it's always good if you go through some type of trauma that somebody that get to, you know, Corey also too. So let's get this started, bro. Our, my first question for you today, I always bring everybody to this first question. You know, I always ask this question because nobody asks this question in a daily basis. So my first question to you is how is your mental health? <laughs> oh man, um, my mental health is good. My mental health is good. I try to be as transparent as I can um and so um especially because this is the journey that i'm on i'm more accountable now not only for myself but for people so i gotta be real with myself so today i'm doing good today i'm doing good and by the way that's something that i'm learning to do that's um when you're just not good you're just not good so i will let you guys know but today i'm in good space um I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm I'm feeling good. Like so today I feel like I can go running a little bit. Well, I don't know if that's gonna happen. <laughs> but I'm good mentally, man. I'm good. That's good. That's good, man. Um, I like to ask that question because um I always say this, I feel like a tape recorder, but I feel like we can ask each other how are we doing and we'll say okay, but we never ask how we doing mentally, because mentally we can be struggling, but if you ask us how we doing, you know, I'm okay, but mentally I can be deep down and struggling. So I'm glad that your mental health. It's good, man. And so um, I, I know you asked me this question. This, of course, you're, you know, you know, you invited me on, but I want to yeah. ask you the same. So, how was your mental health? How are you feeling today? My mental health today is good. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was, it was like really, really rough. But you know, talking to people like you, Ronald, Robert, and just like talking to people, like it helps me. You know, people that understand, you know, sexual abuse. 
people that that gets what I'm going through, you know, after reading the book Echoes, you know, it's just like, you know, it was a lot, but it was like, damn, like I ain't the only one. So, you know, talking to people like y'all, it helps me and everything. So mentally today, the past couple of days, I actually been good, you know, a little work stress, but I've been definitely good and everything. Yeah. So my next question for you is, let's talk about your mental health struggles. Like what has five been through? Like, let the people know, let the listeners know. <laughs> oh man, you know, it's crazy. Like talking about this years ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to do this. Yeah. Um, the depth of it, let me see too. I would say um, my, my mental health crises I went through um, and some things I had struggled with um, definitely was depression. Um, I still deal with anxiety every now and then. Um, and I just think that was, you know, just from life, you know, dealing with life now. Um, also past traumas, you know, traumatic experience that I've been through. Um, I thank God I got through them. But um, one thing you were saying was that a lot of times we can relate because we've been through some of the same things. My story may not be your story um, and exact, you know, but I will say that um, we relate in so many ways. So I would say a lot of my mental health crises I went through was definitely because definitely um, stemmed from um, me being sexually abused, me being molested, me being raped, you know, um, going through those experiences, um, not knowing, first of all, the toll it put on me. Um, we know that it hurt us, but not until I got older, until I started putting words to it. I start to feel exactly or start to see exactly what happened. You know, if you don't have the tools, you know, you just you don't know you're you don't realize that you're going in circles. You don't you don't realize that you're spiraling down. Well, you really you see it, but you don't know why. So I can see now that that was one of the things from that. I became an alcoholic. Um, definitely. I'm a recovering alcoholic now. Um, so I, I thank God I can say that. But um, from drug abuse to to just, uh, you know, addicted to porn, from other drugs, um, just everything, man, um, stemmed from me being a survivor. <clears throat> um, and so I, I appreciate it, though, I can be as transparent to say this now that um, I'm in a healing journey now when I may not be exactly, and I think we all are at that point, I haven't arrived, right? But yeah. I'm in a good space. I'm in a good space. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say that was some of the things I dealt with. That's good, man. And, you know, to anybody that's out there, you know, that's not speaking up, you know, that's scared to speak up about, you know, being sexually abused, they have a national suicide assault hotline. That's 1-800-656-4673. That's 1-800-656-4673. Make sure you guys reach out. And, um, like Hold on, and thank you. Can I say this too? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. Like, I, and that's something that I also share too. That well, I'm starting to share now because I'm more vulnerable to sharing it. Um, but that's uh, speaking of that, that was something I also dealt with. Um, um, suicide thought, suicidal thoughts, and attempts is actually another thing that stemmed from, um, from you know, from going through all these things um, and attempted many a times many a times so um i appreciate you saying that i appreciate you having that information man i love that because oftentimes we get this information out and it may not have it there or just give good get we given our stories but it's so important to have information to back it up so i appreciate that thank you for putting that out there for these people 
Yeah, um, no problem, bro. I always put that out there, you know. As a, well, what I just did was a sexual abuse hotline. Never did that before because I never really knew it was there, but I'm doing more research. Yeah. But uh, my next question for you, um, growing up for you, was it okay not to be okay? No. <laughs> oh, definitely <laughs> not. Like, especially within, like, can I speak? I'm speaking for, um, I can't speak for all men, right? But I can speak for a Black man growing up in a Black community, but also growing up, um, well, I'll speak on a Black community um, first. Um, it wasn't. And then also being the middle child, it wasn't. So, and people are like, what does that mean? Because oftentimes people say I was the middle child. And okay, so for me, um, I felt like I was always fighting to be seen, right? Yeah. Um, and some people like, oh, they just want attention as a young kid do a lot of stuff. Well, sometimes that's exactly what it is. They need attention. They're just not understanding how to show it and not understand how to, uh, to express themselves. So for me, I have my two youngest brothers, right? I have some on my dad's side too, but then I also have my, um, my, my sister and my brother, um, which is ahead of me, the two oldest. So I'm in the middle, you know, trying to do the best I can, trying to, trying to get some, yeah, trying to get some attention, trying to be loved, like I felt they were being loved, right? But it seems like no matter what I did, it wasn't good enough. And I love my parents, so, so my, my mom, my dad, see this, or whoever, but that was, that sentiment of my heart, that's how I felt. Um, and because so many siblings, no, I didn't have time to have a moment of, uh, of peace and, you know, and, and, and being okay, you know, it was, I didn't have that. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? I was always, it was like, it was always an endless battle for me. So no. I feel you, bro. Growing up, I don't ever think nobody told me <laughs> it was okay not to be okay. You know, growing in that black household, you know how it is. You know, my grandma raised me, my mom and dad was on drugs, you know, grandma raised me. So I just never seen her like shed emotions. So I thought it was like, I had to be strong too, you know? And those uh, things, yeah, those things like, they just go down the line. I'm telling you, I didn't see my mom express. My mom did not. Ex I love my mom. I, and, I, and I say this because I really do. And where our relationship is great. Um, but I didn't see that. Like, it's a, it's a rare thing. Like, I mean, you know, every now and then we have a funeral or something like that. But yeah. besides <laughs> that, my great. That's the only, only time you was allowed to be said at funeral. That was it. That was yeah. it. So, you know, I... It was, oh, that's great. And I just think about it now, like, uh, the more I hear people ask me that or ask myself that, yeah. like, man, I, I, it was, I, I never, and I never knew how to accept that, um, not being okay. Um, because again, not seeing people express themselves. So I did the same thing, you know? Yeah. So the next question, right. You know, we talked, I, to major topic here, you know, mental health, but you know, we both, been, you know, been to childhood sexual abuse. Can you tell me how has childhood sexual abuse affected your mental health, you know, as a child and as an adult, you know? Well, I was saying er earlier, uh, man, that's an in-depth yeah. question. Um, I would say as a, as a young boy, as a young boy growing up on the South side of Saginaw in the hood, um, I would say, because I, I also shared this within the book, some depths of it, not a lot. Um, yeah. but I, while I was being sexually abused, there was a time when I also was being physically abused, um, yeah. by my mom's boyfriend. Um, I will say that it, 
the abuse taught me as a boy, speaking of the, as a boy, right? If I can take myself back then, I feel like my voice didn't matter. You know, I, I learned, I learned that um, there was no need, and this is just me speaking as a child. I learned that it was, you know, my voice didn't matter, you know, no matter what I said, uh, no matter how much I actually of, didn't matter if I spoke, but I, nobody will understand, nobody would get it. Um, there were moments when I didn't feel loved, where I feel like I didn't fit in, or I feel like I was a black sheep. Um, so for me, um, I, I remember the day, actually, I, the day I was abused, um, the day it happened, um, well, I was abused prior, but the day this this particular um, situation um, occurred, I felt like um, my voice was being taken away. I felt like I was forced to grow up, I often say that. I feel like I was forced to grow up. I feel like I was stamped um, when the, um, the young man had abused me. Yeah. I feel like my childhood, my adolescence was just taken away. Yeah. And that's why oftentimes we're forced to grow up as survivors or feeling like we have to because um, because we automatically get in survivor mode. Like I, the, the, the exact day that it happened, I feel like I just, I just had to be everything that I needed to be for myself. Yeah. If that makes sense, you know, um, and it carried on with me as an adult because <laughs> and I always say I wish a lot of us say we wish. Right. We wish it didn't happen. Yeah. We just want to happen. Yeah. Um, I am grateful because now we're able to talk to people like we're doing now. Yeah. And express ourselves in a healthier way. Um, but because um, I didn't have the tools, <laughs> I didn't have that because I could fix myself. Trust me, I would have did it. Um, but I, I didn't have the tools. So not only um, did my family not talk about situations you know black families even though we may not say it um we, you know we like to sweep things under the rug or deal with yeah. it as a family well i can't even say my family my family did that but in my my particular situation i didn't tell my family until i tell my mom to like two three maybe like three years ago um but because i didn't have the tool because i didn't have the community we have now and the brotherhood like all of us have um so many addictions came, you know, um, I started, you know, smoking and drinking, you know, as a young child, you know, growing yeah. up in the hood with family and friends around 11, 12. Um, I didn't even realize I was an alcoholic. It's crazy. Like um, some people know, some people just like, it's part of your life. It is what it is. And let me just say this to clarify it. This is not me telling anybody they shouldn't have a drink or whatever you choose to do. You're, you're a dog. Um, but anything that affects your mental spiritually everything like all those things and causing you to to lose sight of life of your purpose um to become idle just depressed like that's what happened to me and i didn't even know it i didn't even know it because you know what i was great at masking that i was an alcoholic that you would have never you would have never guessed oh the quan go to church or the quan doing it the quan doing this he in school yeah. like but like but i'd be drinking my life away but that comes you know, with PTSD. That comes with PTSD too. Sometimes, you know. And, oh my! And I didn't real. I did not. Oh <laughs> yeah. my God! I said I did not realize that. Um, that those were the symptoms I was dealing with until recently. I had no idea. I had no idea. Um, and it was oh, I'm in a survival mode that comes with that. You know you're no longer able to be yourself. You, you know, you feel like that was taken away. You have, you become this whole complete person. Um, almost like a personality disorder. I don't, and I, that's, that's not me yeah. diagnosing anybody, 
uh, I'm just, I guess I can just speak for myself. Um, you, 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 you can't really be yourself because you're always in survival mode. You're always on the edge. Like I, I haven't, I haven't truly figured out who Daquan is or Daquan is, be, I'm figuring out Daquan is becoming, I figured that out recently, you know, because I started to put my guard down from all this, all the things that stemmed from when I was younger to now. And I was like, yeah. all right, I got to put this guard down. I have to start dealing with these issues so I can see who I am. So um, you lose sight of yourself in so many words. You lose sight of yourself, man. Um, and to be honest, we didn't even know who we were as a child. You know what I'm saying? We were just starting to figure, we were just starting to figure that out. And I'm laughing at it because it's funny, but it's like, when I think about it, I was like, I lost sight of myself, but truly I didn't know who I was. I mean, I was a kid growing up as we all tried, you know, as we all do, yeah. trying to figure out life, trying to figure out where I want to go, who I want to be, what school, you know, the, the stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't think about no job. I was 11, you know, well, my age, you know, I was just trying to be a kid. So but it's, it's, it's good. Like, I think of like me and other people, I, it's good that we could tell our stories and like smile about it now, you know, because oh, back, yeah. back then I probably would have been a hot, I probably wouldn't have did it. If I did, did it, I would have been a hot mess. But like a lot of people didn't I would have barely gone through this. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I probably was like, no, I can't do it. I'll promise like, you I would have been a story with a smile, but you know, we're sexual abuse survivors and we, we still struggle. You know, people don't understand we still struggle, you know, but you pick ourselves up and keep moving. You you know, we talk, you see my you and, know, I, and I love that that you know and that you use that verbiage and I tried and you know my mentor Rob, shout out to Rob. Um, um I, he always tells me, you know, because I know when telling my even even when I have my moments now, now I really put too much, don't say it, but I try to remind other guys. But in the beginning, he would always say, I, well, I'll always say, well, tell him my story, whether it be a post, whether it be a text, rather it be talking to him. And I would use the verbiage of, I would use the victim all the time. I was a victim. And he tells me all the time, like, to go through what we've been through and to make it to what we've been through and to constantly, first of all, trying to cope and try to deal with healthy ways to deal with past traumas, but also trying to live life now and try to figure that out. Man, the stuff we went through, the hell we went through, that's a survivor. That's no victim. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Rob. Shout out to Yeah. So yeah, I I love to use that. We're 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 survivors, man. Which and survivor because we're still trying to figure this out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Um my next question for you is you know we talking about sexual abuse. Let's talk, let's go into the part of depression and suicidal thoughts, you know, like what's your experience with that? Um, as as a sexual assault survivor, you know, let's talk about that. Let's let's put that out there. Like, it's people don't understand. Like, there's a lot of stuff that happens to you in your mind and body, and just they don't understand. So, you know, speak more from a survivor standpoint. Um, I definitely want to say first. Well, I can't say first. I already had kind of expressed it, but um, I would say, I would say before I get to how I feel and I'm going to try to make yeah. sure I'm always, you know, being long-winded, um, be careful. And I just, just, me, this is me just speaking out to everybody. Be careful what you say, you know, you know, you would do and what you would do if you was in a situation. I think I have to just say that first and put that disclaimer out there because a lot of times people are like, well, you know what, uh, I'll do this. And, you know, I, if I was like this, or you shouldn't be depressed if this man, life has a way of, kicking you on your butt you know what i'm saying so 
I didn't have words to it. Um, so I think I dealt, I've dealt, I dealt with depression for a long time. I think, um, and again, the depression came in when the abuse started coming in. So again, prior to being sexually abused, I was being um, physically abused and I started to, I, and I'm saying this because um, that's, I think that's where it stemmed from. Um, feeling like I was trying to fit in and, and nobody really saw me. And I felt like that as a, as a young boy, as a, at, a, at a real young age. Yeah. Um, especially again, being a middle child, you know, and just, you know, um, then also with the physical abuse, um, those things was planted. And again, in the enemy's tactic or people's tactic, the person that was the, that hurt you, um, yeah. I don't think they realized it, but those tactics put, was put in my mind. And so it started at a young age when I started to feel like, um, like I didn't matter. Nobody would hear me and not having a voice, not being able to speak up. Um, you start to feel like, what is life? You know, um, if nobody loves me, nobody cares. Um, the suicidal thoughts didn't happen then, but the, but the feeling of the feeling of not being seen, not being heard, um, that started first. I think that really started the yeah. journey of, of, of you know the you know of being depressed and then later on those things kept happening um it just you know and you know i never shared about being physically abused not unless among my siblings um my mom didn't know the extent of what was happening um but for so long i blamed everybody for that and then eventually just life life and then that's when the sexual abuse started um and when the sexual abuse started I already felt like I didn't have a voice. I already felt like I was struggling for people to see me, to be heard, um, to the, the, you know, just to be loved, you know, yeah. and I know people may see this and say, well, I did love, I, I don't, but that was just how I was feeling. That was yeah. my, the circumstances of what I've been through. Sometimes people are like, what could I have done? And sometimes it's not, I didn't have the strength to speak up, right? So, you know, I don't blame anybody else. Um, I don't, I try, I try to blame myself um but yeah so after the sexual abuse started happening and all the traumatic stuff started coming along with that then i that, then that's when the depression blossomed it was just a seed planted in my mind planted in my heart and then eventually it blossomed and um oh man the suicidal the suicidal thoughts the um oh man um i remember i actually it's crazy because i remember one of the times when um that I was going to commit suicide um at the time I was I was in church and uh, I was doing all these I was doing all these things as if I was on all these different ministries and I feel like I was growing yeah. uh, but I also felt as good as I was in them um and I'll I don't take the credit for that but as good as I was uh conducive as I was or productive I would say um it was just it was just um um it was just me hiding, you know, I did all those things to basically hide a depression, you know, it was just a facade. Um, and it was just life was beating my was kicking my ass. I don't know what else where to say it, you know what I'm saying? Um, excuse my language if we can't it's say okay. that. It's okay. <laughs> um, and so I, I say that um because I remember this, I remember it's crazy. This first time me sharing the story publicly, well, this particular situation. I remember calling my pastor and I'm um, just trying to make this, you know, just keep to the point. Um, I remember calling my pastor, telling him like, I'm done with life and everything else. And I wrote a letter. 
yeah. um, at the moment. I don't think me and my mom were getting along too too good. Um, I felt again, I just feel like the pressure of life was kicking my butt, man. It's like I couldn't, I was constantly taking all these steps forward, but taking all these steps back. And um, the biggest thing about my concern, my life was suicide. And my story, well, my journey was suicide and dealing with depression and anxiety. Um, I didn't know that's what it was. Um, I knew I was real sad. I didn't know it was depression. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I remember telling, making a, you know, making a letter, um, reaching out to certain brothers. I was just done. It was crazy. Is you know, a lot of people like when people put out these, um, put out these stories or videos or letters about them being suicidal and um, being depressed. People are like that's for attention. Well, maybe it is because you know what? Even when I was going through all that, I reached out to the people that I knew that possibly could reach me, that could yeah. possibly speak to my spirit, you know, or my soul, like my speak to me, you know, speak, you know, yeah. to convince me not to do it. Because when you see people that do that, that's why we have to be very careful, very, very, very careful of how we respond. And we have to learn to give, you know, and learning, if you want to be, and I tell people all the time, if you want to be an advocate, learn the tools, learn what it is, yes. learn the language of, of survivors, of, of people that have been depressed. People are like, well, I feel like I don't know how to reach them. Well, do your research, ask them. Because um, at that moment, I reached out to some people that I feel like that would, would keep me from falling, that would grab on hold to me. And I did. And I remember just getting ready to be done with it. I planned it. I planned everything out from the weapon I was going to use to do it to where I was going to go to use it. Yeah. I was telling myself, like, I want to go ahead and leave out of here and I'm not going to do it in the house and I don't want to have no problems. And yeah. so, um, wow. And what's crazy is I feel like concerning depression, depression didn't leave me or I didn't start finding healthy ways to deal with the depression, um, to deal with uh, the, the suicidal thoughts. Yeah. And the lack of love and stuff not until the last few years that's my honest truth yeah um so yeah so when we see that um it's imperative that you just love on people um i see people like you're not gonna do it or they just want attention but what if they are needing you to what if they are needing somebody to love them to reach out yeah. you know um they're desperately looking because they feel like life is it doesn't matter they're desperately looking for someone to understand you know to to for some that that word, and maybe you, you may not be able to do it. The truth is that you may not have the words for them, right? But sometimes listening to ear does it. Sometimes it's a matter of you just listening, you know. And I think at that moment, I just wanted someone to hear my heart, you know, without being judged. Yes. That's the biggest thing. Like if I'm going to share with you, which didn't happen during that time, but if I'm going to share with you all the stuff I'm going through, don't judge me. Yes, I, like listen. You. What you were saying, like, uh, like about the therapist told me something, right? So, like, when I was a therapist talking about sexual abuse, he told me that I give the sexual abuse too much power, right? I'm like, what does he talk about? You know, I so I don't talk about a lot, but I also was physically abused. My grandma, who raised me, had my uncle beat me with tender court with no clothes on. I had to sit there and take them whips to my back. Like, mm. it was hard for me to sit down in school. Like, I could not sit down. It was hard. I had to go through a whole DHS process. My mom found out and like, I was trying to like not get my grandma in trouble. My grandma didn't try to get her son in trouble. So she said she did it. It was like a whole thing, you know, my grandma mm. threw in my face. Like I told, I snitched or something like that, but like, and I, I was trying to hide it and everything. So that's crazy we got that in common. I don't talk about the physical abuse, you know, but my therapist was like, you got to stop giving a sexual abuse so much power because a lot of other stuff happened to you. And I'm just like, 
Damn, that is true. It's true. Well, and I and I would say with that, shout out to all the therapists out there because I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm, and again, I know everybody um, is have uh, different backgrounds or um, everyone have different religious views. So I'm mindful of what I say concerning my faith. I tell people now, like if people don't agree with it, that's fine. We realize one thing I realized, bro, with this journey and this work that we're doing, everybody's not going to agree with it, what we're saying. Everybody's not going to want to talk about this because it's a sensitive subject, right? Yeah. Um, but what I will say um, is that faith and therapy go hand in hand for me. Yeah. You know, it helped me to align myself about what I'm where I'm supposed to be, who I am. Um, it helped me realize that I was loved. So I get what your therapist is saying about giving it too much power because um, I, I feel like that's what was happening for me. Um, I feel like we have to, and sometimes we don't have the words to put to it. I keep saying this because not having a verbiage to it, you don't, you don't, you don't realize exactly how it's hurting you. Yeah. But sometimes we're so caught up in the hurt and not having the tools to fix yourself or to deal with the hurt, deal with the pain. Um, I feel oftentimes we don't know how we we're going to give it power, but that's all we know. Right. Yeah. You know, that's all we know. I'm sure some people are going to be watching this and, you know, and they're like, Oh, well, I didn't know this. You know, or some, someone gets it. Um, I think a tool to alleviating or um, giving the, the pressure or giving that um, or how can I say this to taking, a, taking away the verbiage of being a victim. I would say that to taking away the thing of being yeah. a victim. I think, what we're doing is a start, you know, yeah. in so many words. I feel like the people, the because people are asking, I'm sure people are asking, well, how do I not get power to it? Or this happened to me, I should give power to it. Like, this is what happened, look at me. But it's just like, a lot of people don't realize it's life after, after you go through that. Yeah. And that's why I try to tell people within a survivor circle or just in general, like, this is not your story. This is not all of your story, excuse me. Like, being a survivor, not a victim, it's yeah. just part of your story, like, and that's why it's so grateful what you're doing, man. It's so great. Every time I get the chance yeah. to talk to people about this, I tell them, like, the more you keep talking, the more people are going to stop giving power to that. Yes. But I want to say anybody, you know, at the, you know, Quan just shared his story, his story around suicide and depression, anybody out there struggling, you know, guys, there is a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. <laughs> at 1-800-273-8255 but pretty soon it's going to be changing guys the number is going to be changing it's going to be i think a four or six digit number that you can call once we get that you know i would definitely update that um and if anybody needs any support you know trying to find therapy make sure you find therapists like you said faith therapy is a must you know i always say god and therapy is a must you know um i work volunteer at nami bucks county pa you know we have free support groups you know uh, facilitated Black Minds Matter group, but the anxiety and depression amends, a coping skills group, you know, they're all free. Um, Saturday through Thursdays, they also have a warm line. I could put that in the link and everything. Um, <laughs> you know, I just want you guys to get help, you know, like 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 he said, our, our stories is kind of the same, you know, we all been sexually abused, but you know, like guys, let y'all know we all he did it different, you know. Like the crime, we made it went through the same thing, but like he made a handle it different. I may handle it different, you know. Uh, make sure you talk to somebody, you know. Um, next question for you, the the crime. Like, what are some coping skills for that you could give somebody that's going through what we've been through? Just any depression? Just uh, any, what are some other coping skills? Yes. You know. 
Um, now I am smiling now. Earlier I was smiling because I was just like in awe or shocked about. Sometimes you know you tell your story. I'm sure you've been there. You tell your story, and then some days it hits you like, oh my, I can't believe I went through that. You know. Um, but I'm smiling now because to know that there's so many ways to um, to in a healthy way to deal with what you're dealing with. Um, um, I know. Back, first of all, I want to you know what we're doing. I think is great what many of us are doing, um, first of all, finding mentorship, I think is very important. Finding mentorship is important. Oh, can you say the question? I just want to make sure I say this right. Cause coping, so what are some coping yeah. skills? Okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I said mentorship because oftentimes um, we don't, we don't, you know, uh, we're trying to figure this life out. We're trying to figure out where to go. And I feel like um, finding a mentor, well, find a mentor for me, um, was a way I can cope, a way that I can learn to, to not just get through life, but to to live. Because I found someone that was in the journey of where I was, um, um, someone that went through the same thing I went through. So it happened to happen, um, and so some of the coping skills I learned, um, well, some of the things I learned to deal with what I've been through. Um, one thing is. To realize, I, I, yeah, I'll say that one of the earlier things I was saying was to realize that that was just a part of your life. When you realize that the truth is that you were abused, well, admitting the truth is the first thing that you, because most times we can't put words to it. I can't remember the actual stats on it, but I remember we were at an event recently in Baltimore. And um, one, of the, one of the stats that Robert was reading that he found on, on the internet, I have to make sure I find it. I try to keep it with me. But it was saying that most men don't even um, admit that they were abused. Putting words to it, and to 20 to 25 years, that's not even saying like, okay, like, you know, and that just may be, that may just be saying like something happened to me, not, not actually admitting yeah. that. Because to me, to tell my, to actually say that I was raped, like to hear that, I had to keep saying it to register because uh, that I was yes. groomed. You know what I'm saying? That I was that was molested. I would. I, it's like, and as a man, to, to say that, to because to know that someone took something away from you, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh. But I I would say the first thing is to admit that it happened. Yeah. Admit and first and admitting that it wasn't your fault. Yes. I know you hear that all the time, but me just me speaking to myself because I that this is the thing is like Lee was saying we have to remember ourselves every day. Like this yeah. is not like uh, we arrive thing. Before yeah. I got on, I was like, all right, Daquan, you're in a healthy space. All right, you're good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I had to remind myself. So letting allowing yourself to live, to breathe, um, tell, allowing yourself, telling yourself, and constantly reminding yourself that you deserve to live, and you deserve to dream. And you deserve to live in the now and not in the not in the past. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, like you deserve to live. I tell the guys all the time, like Robert tells me all the time, as as we're growing, he always asks me, and so my question has my answer has changed. But I think it's consistently the same now. I tell people, like, you deserve to live. That's what I want them to get out of this. Um, so finding mentorship, find a community, that's a way. Um, yeah. um, so what we have now is the Viber Circle which are on a on a on a healing journey to help you know on a healing journey with all the guys during the time of healing and wholeness 
and just trying to help them figure out what that is. You know, we're on this journey together. Um, so I would say those are a few things. So community, um, mentorship, um, coping. So the biggest thing is therapy. Let me not, let me not just skip over that. Like I did, you know, yeah. therapy, like, so um, therapy will help you. First of all, let me say this too, the disclaimer. I know some of y'all think therapy is like, I'm gonna get into therapy. It's gonna be all good. <laughs> Mile and handy dandy, all this. It's not, I promise you, it is not. Like it's, therapy is like the chart. You know, sometimes, you know, you see certain charts and it's, you know, you know it's doing like this and it's going up. Ther- therapy is like this. So sometimes your chart is going, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're over here, you're over yes. here. Therapy um, helped me to go back to, um, help me go back to the pain and help me to deal with the pain they acknowledge what happened to me acknowledge that it wasn't my fault right acknowledge that okay i am loved and also accepting that you didn't have the tools to do to you didn't have the tools to to do the work that you're doing now or that you're trying to do for the people that are watching this like you're constantly blaming yourself for something you you didn't know how to do like, and, and that's another thing that what happens is we, you know, like we were talking about earlier, a lot of things, the lack of that we, you know, the good, the, the lack of things that we didn't have or, yeah. um, or the things we should have done, we didn't do those things because our parents didn't. And, and then let me say this too. Also, everybody has a, a story, right? I know people are like, what does that do with coping? Well, oftentimes you can't, can't do things the way you want to. Um, or you would like to, right? Because what happens is that's how you, that's what you learn from the people that were, that were surrounded by you. Yeah. And that's how, and then they learn from the people that they were surrounded by. Yeah, so so, sure. the, so the biggest thing, I, and I know it's, it's tough to admit. Like, it's true though, that, it's true. It helps me in my forgiving process, yeah. you know? So forgiving yourself, um, for, forgiving yourself for for not know you know for for blaming yourself all these years so the time took yeah. up that you felt like it was your fault you know um and so it's yeah it just i think coping is and in lack of terms for me was was forgiving me first yeah because wow. and, and by the way um I think well, I ain't gonna say I think I know when it comes to forgiving, everybody's journey is different. So please don't think that I'm on here saying that uh forgive, 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 and go right at it. It takes it takes time. I'll still have triggers and be like, you know, and get pissed and be wanting to fight, like, you know, or or all, you know, all the, but I have to realize that you know what, this is just my mind. This is just my mind reminding me of where I'm at. And just this yeah. is just, you know, like, but I'm good. Like this, this is my body reacting to something that has happened to me, a past traumatic experience, yeah. but I'm good. But forgive myself was one of the biggest things. I think I for, the truth is I forgave, um, you know, the person that sexually assaulted me, I forgave him and the other people before I forgave myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so that's often something that I, that's something that I share in the book too, because um, for me, it was like forgiving them. Don't, don't get me wrong. It happened after a time to forgive them. But the reason why it was hard to forgive myself, because I was just like, damn it, well, I could have did so much better. And also, um, it was also those thoughts came as I was a dog, too, because I, also, I, I actually have and I actually have to um, be responsible for what I did, too, because of that stuff, you know. Yeah. So because all the stuff that I did from that, all the bad stuff, all the manipulation, all the lying. Uh, I like everything that I did, like I had to forgive myself for that too. 
Yeah. You know? And I want to say, with the coping skills, you know, like, I agree with your therapy, you know, get some accountability partners in your life. You know, people. Just, oh, my God, and, yes. And I would say, if, try to find somebody that can understand it. In my opinion, I can try to find somebody to understand because, you know, like, I could go through ups and downs with, you know, me suffering, you know, I diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, PTSD. Yeah. That's all, you know, commonly found in sexual abuse survivors, what I have learned. And I know, know that, you know, like, Ron is my mentor. Okay, Ryan oh, that's fine. Yeah, Ryan, I think when I read that book, when I read the book that you guys, you know, created, I was like, his story resonated with me. So you know, I found him, hit him up. You know, like not just Ryan, like I could hit you up or Mario up or Corey or just anybody up because like I know that's that all those know guys. Yeah, I know, I know that I know that y'all know what I'm going through. You feel know I me? Mean? Like I know exactly that if I'm acting out or I'm just like just not myself. I can talk to y'all and I may not listen right away, but I come to earth and be like, okay, they've been through all this already, you know? You know, no, no nobody's perfect in their healing journey and everything. You know, I know that, you know, people, may look, at, people may look at me though and say not like, me. you know, yeah. huh? I said, definitely not me. I'm learning still. <laughs> yeah, it is good that I can have brothers. Sometimes for me, I feel like sometimes if I can talk to somebody that been exactly what I've been through. That helps me so much get me out my head. You know I've been in your inbox, like, you know, with suicidal thoughts or just anything, you, Mario. And, and let me say this. You got to talk me off. off One, I keep telling you this, but, and I don't, I don't want to get spiritual. I have to be mindful of how I say it. But man, uh, I, I don't keep telling you that you're doing a great work just to tell you or that because we're friends or because we've yeah. been talking about situations. Because let me tell you this, we all go through, um, hard times right um yeah. uh, we all go through triggers um and rather how we deal with them or not deal with the same or not it's whatever you know we're human um i think that i'm a little i'm a little emotional now i'm a cry baby so I, it's okay i always tell people it's okay, it's okay bro it's okay but um i just think that I keep I keep reminding my all my friends that I do and to put in the work in, especially in the field we're in, that to keep doing it, to keep pushing, you know. And um, the biggest thing that community brings is that you know you, you, that you're accessible to, to other people, and that um, now you have the help and the tools, you know. And people can say, "Well, what is tools?" You can see tools. The things you need to be able to cope. The things you, the people you need to be able to bring you up to a higher level. Um, you know the things you need to be able to live out your journey and your purpose um and i and i and i think we uh i don't know i just i i guess i'm just i'm not i didn't realize i'm I kind of stumbled over my words because i didn't realize what this community did for me either because as you were talking yeah. about you talking you know there's many a times when i would talk to you or nolan or robert or all other brothers ron all of them Corey, about life I didn't realize how far how far I gotten, you know, how far I arrived. Like I haven't arrived. I don't think we none of us arrived, right? We're on this healing journey. Yeah. But it just all the thoughts. So I know y'all like, what's going on? All the thoughts of the times when I was gonna get ready to give up. And I was like, forget this, I'm done with it. Um, because even now I had those thoughts of like, you know what, can I really do this? This accountability I have now, it's a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like. You know, but to have you guys, to have people that understand our journey. Um, And let me say this, everybody, everybody's different shades of colors, backgrounds, but to have people that look like me, 
Yeah. I want to say it has, uh, you know, and I'm going to just leave that there. I'm just saying, like, it's so important. And I, um, like, to have people that look like me to be able to help me on my journey. So to understand the depths of what it is, to not only be a survivor, but a black man, that has yeah. helped me big time. So understand, man, it's, it's a reciprocated thing. Like, as you're helping, as I'm talking to you, you're helping me too. Oh, that's, that's yeah. nice. You, 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 that's nice. You know, it's, it's crazy that yeah. a lot of people say the same thing you say to me, but I think because of the sexual abuse, like my self-confidence is not what it is, you know? So like when people tell me stuff about one year after ever, and I just be like, okay, whatever. I don't know how to respond to it, but now I'm learning how to respond to it. You know, it's okay to mentor take always says just. I'm never meant to our best friend. He always says, just say thank you. I mean, just say thank yeah. you. Somebody be like, hey, you know, oh, this, this it's something simple, like nice haircut or, and we've learned to downplay ourselves. That's another thing we do, you know, downplay ourselves and a lot of self-sabotage, right? So the first thing we do is when somebody gives us a compliment, Hey, yo, Lee, you know, I like that shirt. Oh, you know. You know That's why I say well, thank you. I'm like, thank you. But, but you have this, my, yeah, right. Because, my mindset is thank you, but I'm just like. <laughs> man, look, <laughs> to me, look, and that's, I'm going to make, I got to definitely make sure I talk to you after this, but that's why we, that's, no, that's why we're brothers, yeah. man. We have to speak. This is not just about sharing our stories, but we're speaking life into each other. Yeah. Um, people that I've dealt with these, you know, within, I'm going to just say mental health and also the traumatic experience we've yeah. been through. Um, you can be good and you can just, the next day you, you may wake, actually, let me tell you this, every second I take to try to get better, because yeah. I can be good one second and then the next second, not the next day, the next yeah. second, you know, be a high, you. you know what I'm <laughs> yes. saying? You know, so what I'm telling you is, man, not only learn to accept, accept those, the compliments, but realize you put in the work. So again, me telling you that affirmation, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's affirmation to know that you're putting the work. And sometimes we don't want to pat ourselves on the back. Like, I don't think I, no, man, it's good to say, you know what? I'm doing this. Bro, could you have been this years ago? No. That's something to, uh, that's yeah. something for me to cheer you on right now. And yeah. that's, this, is, this is me clapping for all the ones that feel like, you know, I'm not making progress or, you know what? I feel like I am, but, you know, or that's hard to accept it. Yeah, Bro, look what you're doing, man. You, we're on Zoom. I'm just, to, I'm just, to, to me, to me, it's not progress. It's just I don't know. No, I think I no, just do it. Please. I do it's it progress. just to give the like. I do it just because like I just I love talking to myself. You know, I I love it. I just found something I love. It's, it's progress. And, I promise you. And it's progress. I think you, I think you or Mario, you Mario and like Corey or and Ron actually like before like it's different occasions like like what is something that you like that makes you want to like thrive and live that you want to mm -hmm. do. And I said, like, I don't have nothing. It's nothing at all. But, you know, it's doing this mental health and everything. And Look, as you're healing, <laughs> you're helping other people heal. Yeah. That's proc, bro. What? Bro, we, yeah. we have, can we have, <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm saying, look, I guess yeah. all my friends. So for all, so when I say, when I'm speaking to Lee, I'm speaking to myself, yeah. I'm speaking for all the survivors on here. Yeah. Like, like, yo, you are dope. If nobody has told you recently, you're dope, you're loved, you're cared for, you have a purpose outside of the pain. Yeah. Like, and when uh, you start to, and I'm just speaking out, but uh, excuse me, if I, need, if I need to stop, let me know. But <laughs> what I feel right now is that a lot of these people that are hurt right now, you're trying to figure out what it's like, what does it look like? Yeah. Because Robbie used to ask me all the time, what does holiness look like for you? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just trying to get through life. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to get through. 
But when you start to realize that you're loved, that there's community out there, that there's people that you can talk to that won't judge you, that you can realize that the pain is there, but the, and, and yes, those hurt, these things happen to you, acknowledging that these things happen is going to hurt, all right? But to know that you are more than your hurt, you're more than your sexual abuse, you're more than the physical abuse, you're more than yeah. the addiction that you may have picked up, you're more than the beatings or the lack of love that you didn't receive, like you are loved and you're loved without motives. We don't want anything. Someone told me this recently, said, bro, I love you and I want more for you, not more. He said, I want more. I don't want more out of you or how did he word it? Like he didn't, he didn't want the, he, he didn't want physical things for me. He, he wanted, he wanted me to just grow. He wanted more for me. Yeah. That's good so though. There's a difference, you know? Um, so I'm just speaking that to all women and men, like your love. And if you made it this far through all yeah. the stuff we've been through, that's progress. Can nobody, uh, can nobody tell you different? Like, I don't care. If, look, I don't care if you crawl to get to this point. Yes. You still um, here? So. I feel you. I got like two more questions for you, and then we'll be done. My next question. I love this question. <laughs> what do you say about stigma surrounding that men cannot speak up about any mental health problems, any sexual abuse, just anything? What do you say to stigma surrounding that? Well, and my and the Quan or Quan words, not the Quan, but Quan. <laughs> I'd be like, I would say, I know I would say, but I would give the Quan response. <laughs> um. I would say that it's absolutely baffling. Like, um, and I, and I think it's a, it's a, it's, it stems from a source uh, stems from a thing of ignorance. Um, not calling anybody crazy or stupid. Let me, you know, and what I mean by ignorance, I know people like, well, they call me ignorant, but ignorant just sometimes people just don't understand. Um, but this is what I want to tell society. I want to tell this to other men too, because we also treat each other like this, right? Yes. Um, if you want men to show up, if you want a man to be the leaders that you are calling, calling them to be, if you want them to be the fathers you want them to be, the spouse, the partner you're wanting them to be, um, the teacher, the whatever, the whatever they are, right? But then you turn around and say, you know what? I don't want a man that's emotional or you showing too much emotion or men don't cry. Yeah. We can get into that another time, but you know, man, you know what I'm saying? Like if you it's like it's the opposite. And I think that's that's hypocritical to say that, to say that, you know, you're you're wanting men to step up to the occasion because they want us men to be everything and and every and everything be everywhere for everybody, right? But then yeah. they don't want us to be able to, to express ourselves. Well, the first thing is to um acknowledge that men hurt just like everybody else do. Yeah. Um, and that we shouldn't be held up to this Superman complex that you guys put us in, you know, that you make us have and that we grow up to have that we got to, we, you know what I'm saying? Like we got to be Superman. We got to be Superman all the time. We got to be great all the time. Yeah. Um, and what happens is we force ourselves to feel like we don't, we can't feel when we try to share, people don't listen. Um, I would say if not wanting to, to be ignorant or, or, Allow it. How can I say this? Hear us out. You know, uh, take the time to hear, uh, to hear, hear our voice, not just listen to us. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, and I don't have the. I always try to have the resources with me right now, 
Um, but I don't know. I would just, I don't know. That's a, that's a, a multi-layered question. Um, I don't know. I have to get, I'm going to get back to that one. I'm going to get back to that one. It, it really is. That's cool. What I say was the stigma. I just say like, you know, speak up, you know, it's okay not to be okay. Um, like never, like from my spirit, never care about what people are going to think when you tell your story. Never care about who's going to believe you. You know, it's going to be some people that's not going to believe you. There's going to be some people that think you're lying, think you're breaking up a family, just think you're doing something wrong. Just stand by your story and stand in your truth. You know, that is my thing towards stigma. That's my true. Last, my last um, thing to end this off, um, I want to say shout out to you and your story in the book Echoes. Guys, make sure y'all go get that book Echoes is on Amazon. Listen, guys, it's a dope book. Um, I haven't read a book in a long time, right? So when I found about <laughs> the Survivor Circle, make sure you follow the Survivor Circle on Facebook group. Um, yeah, all of us I heard about this book, and when I heard that it's a story of male survivors overcoming sexual trauma, and that was like a must-read for me. Like, I'll tell you, I was at work reading on lunch. I was sitting at home reading. I'm the type of person, a book has to really be interesting <laughs> for me to read it. So I read that book, like, in a week. or whatever. I think a week, less than a week, I read the book, you know, um, I passed it out to my coworker. She was reading it too. And like the stories in there are amazing. I've never seen a book like this that tells you stories, but it also educates people, you know, parents and everything. It's so damn dope. So just to end this all, let's talk about the book and what's next for Daquan. Oh, what's next for Daquan? That's well, <laughs> well, honestly, um, I'm grateful for the book because, and, and man, being a co-contributor of the book, I'm along with um, a plethora of other great, amazing guys, like you named them from Ron to, and again, so I don't, I don't want to get the name of everybody just in case I missed someone, but um, there's yeah. so many guys in the book that are great, that are my brothers that I've got a chance to connect with on a personal, emotional level, spiritual level. Like these guys are absolutely amazing. Um, some, a lot of them are already on their journey and sharing this. Some of them weren't um like for me um i i put out a little information every now and then and i would put out there like you know i was abused or i would deal with these mental is issues or um you know get trying to give resources but um this book robert always tells me like this book is great but understanding you're so much more and there's so much happening so this book allowed me to be the daquan i'm becoming what that yeah. means this book gave me my voice, my voice that I, my, this gave me my voice back. When I felt like I lost, what I felt like, um, I would tell you that I feel like, you know, I lost my voice in the midst of being abused. Um, this gave me my voice back. This learned, this helped me to put words to the hurt. Yes. Um, this also allowed me to realize there's a community um, prior to us building a survivor circle. This helped me to realize that there are men out there and boldly telling, boldly telling their stories. I mean, you know, and and putting it out there and allowing people to know um, and, and beating down on that stigma, like you said earlier, of that, you know, men aren't, aren't survivors that were, you know, we aren't abused. And, um, and it's just, it's amazing because it's not just stories of people that are survivor, survivors, but it's a plethora of things and resources. There are resources in here. Um, you know, there's there's so many things, and it's and it's like so for me, this is just the beginning. Um, while we're putting this book out, 
Uh, I, I also, well, the book is out. We also have the survives. Um, we survive live that we're doing, which we're bringing awareness to sexual, um, yes. uh, sexual abuse amongst you know sexual abuse survivors, uh, male particularly. But all, but this event is for all survivors. Um, we're yeah. just bringing awareness to it, and so we're traveling everywhere. So that's great. Um, what's happening for Daquan? Um, I would say one of the first things was, is school. I'm back in school now, which I'm yeah. happy about. Um, I'm happy about that. And I, yeah, of I decided to take this years ago, but I kept with my majors a thousand times, probably a thousand, two thousand times. But um, I decided to get into the social work and um, therapy, which I'm looking at, looking into. Um, dealing, you know, to help deal with the traumatic experience that we've been through, you know, I always want to, I'm, I'm looking for more ways to be able to support to us, to yeah. us survivors. Um, I'm just, I'm just trying, honestly, as I'm healing, I'm just trying to heal other people. That's where Daquan is right now. You know, I'm trying to learn as much as I can, um, trying to live my life. Um, and I feel like I'm at a point now where I feel like I'm at a point now where I'm not, I don't let the past beat my butt all the time, beat me inside the head. I feel like, you know, it happened. Um, you know, people decided to use their free will to, to hurt me, but now I'm using my free will to live. Man, thank you for that. I'm so happy that you came on as a guest, brother. You know, I love hearing, you know, about sexual abuse survivor stories like it just makes me so happy that we can talk about it freely now you know a lot of people was ashamed of doing it but you know ain't no more shame no more we all talking about it you know thank, Not you, at for all. thank you for being an amazing guest brother and i love you man thank and i you. love you too man i appreciate you man thank you for this experience no problem